Welcome to this special edition of Monday Morning Homilis on this solemnity of the Annunciation. We are so thrilled to be here to share with you the good news that Mary said yes. Now, Jorge couldn't be here today, and we have a special episode. We have a special sports segment coming up that we recorded on Wednesday, and even we have a special Oscar segment we've been teasing that we, I recorded last night. Jorge isn't here. That's why we're doing all these crazy things, because he usually <laughs> reigns me in. But we have Izzy, as you could just hear, is joining me, because Izzy hasn't been here all season. Izzy, how are you? Hey, everyone. I've missed you guys. I've abandoned you. No, we have not abandoned you. You've just been, every time we've tried, you've been working or subbing, or we tried a couple weeks ago, but you were subbing. But today's an important feast day. Today's a solemnity. Today is a day in which have a little pause in Lent because we concentrate. I love what you said when you walked into the studio when I said, today's the Annunciation, you, and you said, be. Oh, we wouldn't be here. Today was a, a fiat. There you go. It's her fiat. We wouldn't be here. I mean, John Paul II, you know, in one of his beautiful uh, texts in the late 90s as he was preparing us for the Great Jubilee 2000, said Christianity begins begins in the Annunciation, begins with Mary's yes. So, Izzy, let's dive into the text because this is, this is big time. This it is, is big time. This is, this is huge. And, and we'll, stop, we'll stop in the text. The text, of which is the gospel of today, you know, we'll be diving into that. And... It's so important. It's Luke chapter 1, verse 26. And, and you hear this gospel so many times that every time you hear it, something else jumps out to you. So we'll, we'll pause here and there, and, and give, I'll give feedback, reflection, and so will Izzy. It starts off, In a sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a town of Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man Joseph, named Joseph, of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. Now, Izzy has never been to the Holy Land. I have. She's shaking her head. <laughs> and uh, Nazareth is an interesting place. Right now, Nazareth is home to the biggest population of Muslims in Israel is in Nazareth and surrounded by mosques. And, and I remember the first time I went, it was during Ramadan, and it was really uh, beautiful to hear the call to prayer around the, so it, you know, around the town. And so you hear the, you know, the different voices and the different prayers being lifted to God. And the Basilica of the Annunciation is in the, is, is in the middle of town. And kind of everything leads up to that. And when you get to that spot, you know, and we're thinking, you know, we're talking about this, a town of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin. Now, the, you know, these little details that Luke, put, Luke puts out there, these little details that, you know, he puts out there to say, you know, this is to call back to what Isaiah said, and a virgin shall be with child. And to a man, he was betrothed to a man named Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. Now, Izzy is, and I are smiling because right now, below, right below our studio, below Jorge's <laughs> office, we have our chapel. And Izzy, what's going on down there right we now? We have, well, I'm not really sure what the class is going to be teaching us today. <laughs> so it's funny. Which is how what we're about what, to hear right now. Yeah, literally. Hail Mary. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I don't think it's going to come out in the, in, through the microphones because when we, when we hit record, uh, be, you know the walls in this in this building are very very thin, and and the, and the floorboards are very thin between the first and second floor. But I said, you know what? We're we're starting this podcast off talking about the ro- you know talking about the annunciation. They're praying the rosary. I think it's pr- important. So f- go to verse twenty eight. Excuse me, to verse uh, finishing with verse twenty seven. So an angel came to Mary, and he said, "Hail, favored one. The Lord." Is with you, but she was greatly troubled at what was said and pondered 
what sort of greeting this might be. Because if I go up to Izzy and say, hey, Izzy, full of grace, she's <laughs> <laughs> laughing here. But Izzy's a good girl. She, you know, she comes to Mass every Sunday. She works in a Catholic school. She, she, you know, she's in part of a Catholic movement. She's a youth leader. She does she all these the great things. So she too. is... She's a, she works, yeah, she does freelance work for the Archdiocese. So if an angel appears and said, hail fairy, what, what would your reaction be? Um, I'd start crying and screaming and asking, like, what is happening? It's not that you don't know how to take compliments well. You do. <laughs> it's that whenever we compliment you and we say, Izzy, you did a great job with this. You're doing it right now. You start. Crying. Yeah, she starts <laughs> crying. So you would have had a different <laughs> reaction than Mary. I wouldn't be calm whatsoever. You would you would start crying. Yeah. But this is how how important this this uh, this gospel is and this verse is. When he says "Hail, favor," when "Hailed, full of grace," is what we say, you know, at the beginning of the Hail Mary. Hail Mary, full of grace. The Lord is with you. So that's the very beginning of the Hail Mary. It's being prayed right now by our children mm -hmm. right below us. <laughs> this is so beautiful. Uh, and this morning of the Annunciation. You know, it is so powerful because he's saying, you know, you're full of grace. God is in you. God is with you. So Mary, you know, God created her, immaculately conceived without sin, had to have, you know, said, wait, who am I? You know, it's like Izzy's reaction. It's like, wait, why, why are you telling me this? You know, who, I'm, I'm just a simple, that's why that beginning is so important. I'm just a simple girl from Nazareth. Who am I? Is he just a simple girl from Coral Gables? <laughs> We're all simple people. We are, but, but Mary more so. Because she is without sin, but, mm -hmm. you know, she is the favorite. And so, Joseph, so, excuse me, the, the angel is basically giving the argument of the Immaculate Conception right there. You're full of grace because God is with you. God created you from the very beginning for this moment. She was greatly troubled. And what was said, and ponder what sort of greeting this may be. She, she's trying to understand. She's trying to, to get what's going on. Then the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Now those four words, do not be afraid. Hear them constantly in the gospel. Pope John Paul II would say them constantly. See, when you hear that constantly repeated in the gospel, what does that say to you? Think, I'm reading, I'm following along with you, and just think about it. I'm tearing up because it's the angel, it's God telling us, don't be afraid, and you can replace your name right there. Saying whatever, whatever is happening, whatever we're going to ask you, the Lord has you, never going to leave you. And I didn't realize how many times do not be afraid is in the Bible until I saw it probably like, like two years ago. And I just thought, oh, cool, it's just, JPC saying over and over, but this is in the Bible so many times. Every the angel Gabriel telling her, so it it gives us a meaning back then and even now. And follow and I just cry. How many times have you been called? I mean, I know for me as a priest, every time I get moved. <laughs> but how many times in your life have you been called to do something oh, in the church, and many. you're like, and we tell you, don't be afraid. And I. That's where I need to look back at scripture because, and I've even told Father Manny this, I feel like more people have faith in me than I have in myself. It's true. And I need to remember that I shouldn't be afraid. God has me, and whatever happens is his will, not mine. I'm just, just his servant. So 
Do not be afraid, man, for you have found favor with God. Behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give him the throne of David his father, and he will rule over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Lots going on there. <laughs> because now Mary, okay, she hears hail full of grace. She's like, oh, she's troubled. She's greatly troubled and ponder what sort of greeting that might be. Now she hears this, that you will conceive and bear a child. <laughs> and she's and, and of course, that's the next verse, her reaction. And she says, how can this be? Mary said, how, said to the angel, how can this be? Since I have no relation with a man. Mary is having, it's not that she's doubting God. It's that she's just stating facts. <laughs> she's like saying, wait a second. I can't conceive. I, I'm betrothed. Okay, but I'm not married yet. You know, you know, I don't want to get into the whole betrothal, you know, where, when it is yeah. that, that, the, that the betrothal of marriage and Jewish customs, you know, when Joseph Mary, and remember, Joseph, this is in the Gospel of Matthew, he also was told by the angel, do not be afraid to take Mary into your home. But once after he had that dream, finally he takes Mary into his home. Because mm-hmm. he wanted to divorce her quietly. And he had St. Joseph uh, last Saturday. Uh, the, the, the feast. So we receive this greeting. Mary is just saying, you know, I'm not with Joseph yet, so it's impossible that this can happen because I don't know man. You know, Mary said, how can this be since I have no relations with man? I don't know man. You know, I, this, she's just stating facts. Yeah, like you said. These are facts. But now, the angel doubles down. He is not dealing with just some ordinary girl that's just going to say, you know, now Mary, yes, does submit, but Mary is stating facts. She's troubled because of her humility. She's troubled by the hail full of grace title. She is, you know, saying, how can this be? I can't conceive. I am not yet with Joseph. The angel said, Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy Son of God, and behold, Elizabeth, your relative, also has also conceived a son in her old age, and this is the sixth month for her who was called barren, for nothing will be impossible for God. You're like nodding your head there. Why is that so important? I'm crying. Oh, boy. He's a mess this morning. I really am. Should have brought some tissue into the studio. Oh, I, lo- I love reading this passage, regard like whenever, because... I, I put myself in it because because we all should put we'll talk I'm pretty sure we'll talk about this next yeah. week but coming up <laughs> it's yeah so I'll, I'll get into that after yeah so Mary life. said behold I am the handmaid of the Lord I am the little one of the Lord I am the servant of the Lord I am this I am the slave of the Lord so many translations there mm-hmm. may it be done to me according to the word then the angel departed from her what do you say about Mary um, that we should put ourselves like her. Calls us to maybe Mary, well, like how he called Mary having a son, you know. And she, how old is she? Like 14, 15? 14, 15, 16. That is crazy yeah. to me. I didn't even like that. Yeah, like a new kid, fourteen. Oh uh, yeah, no, huh. that's too crazy. But it can be simply as how when you when God called you to become a priest, mm-hmm. were you scared? Yes. Okay. I mean, uh, I mean, this. The retreat house where I, I said yes to God, where I accepted my vocation, I embraced 
So I wanted you in here. I didn't want to just be talking to myself. I wanted to bounce things things off of and then bounce bounce things off of me. The Holy Spirit's really guiding us here. On the chapel where I prayed, God, are you calling me? Right above that chapel was like a conference, like a like a space where they would celebrate big masses because the chapel was too small, and behind that was this beautiful painting of the Annunciation. My parents have a copy of that painting in the, in the foyer of their house. And right below it is that phrase that I said, Christianity begins with the Annunciation, begins with Mary's yes, John Paul II's quote. And, you know, every, you know, yes, I said yes to God to become a priest. Sisters next door in the school mm-hmm. said yes to, you know, religious, to religious life. All of us every day have to say yes like Mary to the Lord. Even when he calls us to do the impossible, even when he calls us to do something that we think that we are not capable of doing, that's what Izzy was alluding alluding to earlier Mm -hmm. when she said, you know, people have faith in me more than I have faith in myself. And, and, And that's not, you know, that's kind of Izzy's humility, so to speak, you know, we got to work on that, you know, we got to work on that a little. I mean, it's humility with a little bit of self-esteem going on. <laughs> oh, my there. God. We're doing, we're doing, I'm doing a psychological analysis of Izzy right now. But, but you, you know where I'm getting at. Yes. Is I that do. we sometimes get the, these projects or God calls us to do something and think, oh, my Lord, this is impossible. Yeah. So when the archbishop calls me and says, give me the pastor a little flower, I'm like, you're joking, right? <laughs> this is a big parish. And, and, and Best parish in the archdiocese. And, and we're big and, and, and we have so, and so many things are going on. And there are days where I'm questioning myself. I go, you know, am I up for it? But the thing is that every day I have to remind myself it's not about me. It's about Holy Spirit working through me, allowing myself, opening myself to allow the Holy Spirit to work through me to accomplish God's will. We are the ones that get in the way of God's will. Oh, yeah, for sure. You get in the way of God's will when you say, no, I'm, when you're stubborn and you say, no, 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 it has to be this way. Yeah. Instead of saying, no, 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 it has to be God's way. So when you get asked to do an impossible task, <laughs> I mean, not as, as impossible as become the mother of the Son of God, but, oh, no. but, but you think it's an impossible task, and you're like, yeah, let me say yes, but there's always a but. Always, always, because we make excuses for ourselves. Because some of us might, like for me, might not have faith, or might not have faith in God. Because that faith that we have with God is what's going to, the center of our lives and it's what's going to drive us to say yes. Some of us can, oh, I know I will probably 99.99% of the time will say yes to anything, whatever it may be. You do. And I, there's always a doubt because we're, 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 we're doubters, you know. We, we don't have much faith in ourselves or God, but again, it's that impossible. How it says, for nothing will be impossible for God. And then we just say, okay, God, here I am. Use me. I'm your vessel. Work the Holy Spirit. And that's where surrender comes in. Because what Mary does here, and that's what we celebrate today, we celebrate you know, a lot of things. Yeah. Primarily, not only Mary's yes, but that God, because as soon as Mary says yes, our Lord is conceived in her womb. So we, you know, we celebrate the incarnation of the Word of God. Because if we believe that life begins at conception, this is, today is literally nine months before Christmas. You know, we celebrate that God made his dwelling 
already in Mary's womb today. So when I went to Nazareth for the first time and I stood there in the spot where Mary received the, the good news from the angel, so cool. it, no, it, is, it, is, it is humbling. I remember I was with my father. My father whispers to me. And I'm like, I almost lost it because it's true. It is, ab- and he's he's calling back to that painting that he has in his in the entrance of his house, of my parents' house, and you know, it is so true. I mean, my mother, you know, she she wanted to put that painting because she would go to that retreat house constantly and look at that painting. And when they were selling like little copies of it, you know, it's a nice size that that we have in our in the foyer of our of our family house. You know, it was so beautiful when I would sit in that in that room where we celebrate mass and look at that. And say, how can we not say yes to God? Because he's the one that gives us the capacity to do the impossible. Nothing will be impossible for God. And nothing will be impossible for us if we allow God to work through us like he did through Mary. Mary for us is held up today as the model, as the example of saying yes. And to put it into context of our Latin journey, I said it was a positive in our Latin journey, but it's so important because you know, Annunciation always falls on Lent unless it falls within Holy because then we move it to the Monday after Divine Mercy. That's another yeah, story. Yeah. So, <laughs> but it always falls during Lent most of the time. And we need to, uh, during Lent, learn to say yes to God. It's so easy. We make it difficult. Why do we make it difficult? Good or not. It'll come back. Yeah. Exactly. It's way off. I know, but it, wow. it really, but I mean, it's really early in the morning. So. No, no, no. Coming back to me now. Yeah, it's a, it's a great <laughs> song. Um, they, yes, that Mary gives is so profound. It is a yes that's so powerful that that yes becomes the word incarnate in her womb. Now, I wanted to, to do this this morning because it's something that really, it, talking about that retreat house that I went to, and I was 17 years old when I went on the spiritual exercise of saying yes. Before I went on Encuentro Unidos, before I even knew what Emmaus was, before I went to anything else, I jumped like, you know, three rungs on the ladder. Yeah. <laughs> and I did the spiritual exercise of saying Ignatius. 17, no talking, oh no nothing. God. But I was thinking about the priesthood that my parents would do that once oh. a year. And, and, I, they, you know, and I'm there, and I brought the media in median age down because it was all <laughs> old guys, you know, all people that were much, much older than I was. And they were like, what's this kid doing here? But there was something very profound because in the spiritual exercises, Ignatius takes us through different, you know, different parts of the life of Jesus. And this is one of them. This is where the life of Jesus begins, literally, because <laughs> he, this is where you know, he is conceived. And so Ignatius paints this picture. And I, I, I remember the, the priest that was giving this talk, Father Amado Llorente, who, uh, Amando Llorente, excuse me, who is a Jesuit priest who passed away about 10, 10 11 years ago, who was a saint of a priest. And he's, and he's you know, the Spanish accent, and relating this Ignatian meditation, he goes, picture it. You know, picture this scene. And Ignatius always calls us to do that. He calls us to insert ourselves into the scripture passage. Now, imagine being a fly in the wall in that room, 
when this divine spectacle happens, the angel Gabriel comes down. It's so cool. And just being there. Because you said it was so cool just seeing the place where it happened and actually, actually being there. No. Mary was alone. The angel was there. And, she, and so Ignatius says, now, Ignatius takes his head. Now think of Gabriel. Think of Gabriel, God giving him this command. And what will be Gabriel's reaction? And what will be, and Ignatius takes us through these, you know, using the imagination. I never thought about the that, angel's point of view. No, well, because he's an angel. He just does what God tells True, him to do. Yeah. You know, that's what the angels are held up to as his models also because the angels, you know, God says, go, and they go, and they do <laughs> things. And they, and you know, say, Michael, go battle Satan. Go, he goes. A uh, Gabriel, deliver this message. He goes. No questions asked. So Gabriel, <laughs> Ignatius says, so God tells Gabriel, so this is going to happen. You're going to go to Mary. And she's going to say this, and you're going to say that. And you're gonna, she's going to say that. And you're going to say this, and she's going to say that. She's a strong-willed woman. That's why we created her. We want her to be strong. We need her to be strong. And so Gabriel comes and does this. And this is the, my favorite part, and I'm skipping ahead through the meditation. We're running out of time. Um, that moment when, after Gabriel does the explanation to the two questions that Mary had, first she was troubled by the greeting, and then how can this be? I don't know a man. When Gabriel finished saying, you will conceive a son, and you look at look at your cousin Elizabeth, she's still going pregnant. She was called Marin. Barren for nothing will be impossible for God. So now he's waiting for Mary's response. And what I love about Ignatius is that he says, back then, all of heaven held its breath. Everyone was waiting for his response. Because we're all, you know, like we said at the beginning of, uh, of the segment, you know, he wouldn't be here. All of it depended on the answer of a young girl in Nazareth. All of creation waited with eager anticipation for this monumental answer that fiat, that fiat becomes the word incarnate in Mary's womb. So I guess the reason what I, why I also wanted you here is this. Mary is presented to us as the model of, whim, of women as a model of not just, you know, you know, not just a woman who's subservient to God, who, which we all must be, not, be mm -hmm. it male or female, but as a woman, when you look upon the Virgin Mary, the characteristics that you want to emulate and you want to say, this is how I need to live my life as a woman. Yes, she didn't know the Savior. Oh, man, I I wouldn't want to. Would have thought, oh, my son's gonna be gone, suffering. But she, like she said, she was scared. She didn't have Saint Joey there with her. Love Joey, man. <laughs> Very underrated. We all we all do. Love Saint Joey. Um, but she had that peace in her afterwards. Yes, she went to her cousin Elizabeth. And also Elizabeth, and I forget about this when Mary sees Elizabeth, John the Baptist, filled with joy in Elizabeth's womb. Happy because he knows that our Lord and Savior is in Mary. And that's how we should all be when we receive the sacrament. Have that joy and build the peace for, and I think said for all male or female. Um, as a woman, 
little bit about that. I think that's model of womanhood. Model of womanhood. Mother of womanhood. Motherhood as well. I see Mary cry and I'm emotional because my dad everywhere. My mom, family. It was the first mom we ever had. And the mom we will always have. Because, you know, I mean, we don't want to think about these things, mm-hmm. but there's so many people who I have to bury their mom, you know, and and I and I say, but you know, and 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 sometimes it's consolation that is well received. Sometimes like father, I I don't need this right now, mm-hmm. but but I would say, you know, still have your mom, you know, that she's still with you. Mm-hmm. Not your your, and we pray that your mom is in heaven and praying for you. But we have a mother, a great intercessor, who loves us so much that yes, God prepared her for this moment. Why was she able to say yes? Because she was conceived without sin. When you are sinless, that's what why we emphasize so much during the season of Lent. You know, Izzy's bawling here, right? and then she—we <laughs> have no tissue anywhere in the studio. You know, that's why during Lent we emphasize going to confession because once we rid ourselves of sin, then our life becomes an endless yes to God. Our life becomes one yes after another. Lord, you want me to go here? Yes. You want me to do this? Yes. And we're afraid sometimes of where God may take us. Oh, definitely. We're always afraid of change. Because obviously, this was not only going to change Mary's life. This was not only going to change Joseph's life. This was going to change his story. And so Mary, because she was prepared for this moment by God, her life became an and that's what our lives must be. That's the lesson of the Annunciation this morning. And this morning, obviously, Izzy, and we have Mass we have right mass. after we finish <laughs> this. <laughs> and, right and we're going to do the consecration to, to Immaculate Heart of Mary for Russia and Ukraine. And this is where we need Mary to intercede for us. And why we, it's so important that our Holy Father is consecrating Ukraine, Russia, and really all of humanity to the Immaculate Heart of Mary. Because we need to pray that we have hearts like Mary to say yes to God. Now, we're looking at what, you know, the other day, I I think it was yesterday, I haven't been watching the news. I mean, I read up on what's going on in Ukraine, but video footage I haven't been watching. Yesterday, for some reason, I was watching something, Madeleine Albright, the former Secretary of State, who was a wonderful, wonderful, strong woman, uh, speaking of strong women, uh, and, and, and she was a great Secretary of State. She passed away a couple of days ago. So I, I was I was watching an interview that they did with did with President Clinton yesterday and they were showing scenes from video scenes from Kosovo and he was talking about Kosovo and how Madeleine Lambert helped him, you know, stop that situation mm-hmm. in the nineties. But they were showing scenes from Ukraine and it's just incredible the devastation. And so you and here's here's where I was getting at. We look at that, and why are we doing this today? Why are we consecrating Ukraine and Russia? And why are we? Why is the Holy Father crying out not to our, crying out to our our mother? Because nothing is impossible for God. We say, you know, our prayers are not going to do anything. Our prayers, you know, but this is something that the Holy Father has asked all the bishops of the world to join with him. He's asking, you know, all the faithful to do this. Consecration. I'm going to do this. It's a long consecration. I'm going to do it with our fourth through eighth graders, even fifth through eighth graders, you know, early, later this morning. And, I'm, and, it's a lo- and we're going to do this. And I'm going to explain them what it means. Nothing is impossible 
forgot. Get ready. You may hear some things you heard this morning in the podcast later okay, on. I'll, on still, I'll still write in my and, and you'll st- And you'll still cry. Yeah, for okay. sure. <laughs> but but I want to get, you know, just to wrap this up, the emotion, because I really wanted to touch on this. You know, because you're thinking of Mary, why is it that Mary and, the, and this gospel, why is it packed with a powerful punch for you? I really want to answer that. Yeah, yeah, I do. <laughs> um, the last thing I said is how Mary is all our mom and for me she's always been there since the moment I birthed mother Jesus I met my mom's children all that and then even now <laughs> okay <laughs> I don't like you right now <laughs> okay Um, but she's our role model she's our mom I, I, I go to her especially our lady of Fatima who was in our church, by the way. We didn't know that? Oh, no! Sorry about that. Oh. <laughs> Great, thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> um, but I've always had a connection with her, and it all goes back to like my family. Um, I know that she, I don't know why, I've always felt close to Mary. Some weird, weird reason. But it is. Because from the moment you were conceived, from the moment you were born, I'm going to cry really big right now, you know, she was always watching over. So Gordy went down to pick you up. You know, this is why, you know, Mary had and our Lord had a plan for you. And her plan for you on the May, on March 25th, 2022, <laughs> is that he's sitting in front of her priest crying like a fool. But it's beautiful tears because you, it, and, and this, this and it happens to me. The, the moments in my life where I've cried the most are the moments where I see God's hand at work in my life. See God's hand at work in the life of Mary in today's gospel, in today's solemnity. As he comes down, he sends his angel down to announce this wondrous, miraculous birth. Mary says yes. To that yes, our Savior is conceived. Nine months later, he's born and he's celebrating his birth. So this is our pause during Lent. Nizzy, thank you for your witness this morning. Thank you for your tears. Thank you for your tears. There are tears that come from heaven. You know, there are tears that, you know, that are blessed by our Blessed Mother, you know, who who has to be suffering with us as as she sees what is going on in the world. That's yeah. why Our Lady of Fatima, you know, was so concerned about Russia, so concerned about what was going on, because right at the advent of, our, of the First World War, yeah. you know, this is something that our mother, you know, like, when we are suffering, you go home, and is there anything better than a hug from a mother? That's my mom. There you go. And and I know that it happened to me a couple of weeks ago that I, I went home and I didn't see my mom, you know, other than you know other than from seeing her in mass and just you know, but I hadn't been in my mom's mm-hmm. house for a while and, and and went to visit mom and dad <laughs> and gave her a hug and I had a tough weekend. Having that hug from my mother was so important because she gets that from Mary. Mother gets it from Mary. You know, because Mary, think of Mary just, you know, when you see the pictures of Mary embracing Jesus, just picture yourself being embraced by Our Lady, who is a queen, who is a model, not only of womanhood, a model of Christianity. Because Christianity is all about saying yes to God and following God, which is what Mary did today. So, let us meditate upon that, on this great solemnity, the Annunciation. 
go to that first chapter of Luke, read this gospel passage, pick out those words that are powerful to you. For Izzy and I this morning was, be not, do not be afraid, and also nothing impossible for God. If you entrust yourself to our Blessed Mother, if you say yes to God, God will give you the grace to over overcome whatever obstacle you may be facing, whatever challenge you may be having, whatever mission he may have entrusted you with. With the help of our Lord, with the help of his grace, and through the intercession of our Blessed Mother, he will make the impossible a reality in your life. Yes! Yes! The you! The you! The you! The you! running back. Wow. That's your fiance's boy. Exactly. It's you a no-brainer. He's a Hall of Famer. <laughs> that guy just... No, but... Just... No. Get out of here. What was that last night? All right. We're recording this on Wednesday afternoon because the Miami Dolphins just dropped a bombshell of a trade and to analyze this, I brought in our girl Ashley to analyze it we have the cheetah, Ashley. What do you think? Like, okay, this morning when we woke up, we woke up like a regular Wednesday. Did you ever think in a million years, like, this would have happened today? No, because it's the dolphins. Exactly. So when I was driving to work today, you know that song, Happy Cause I'm Happy, Happy, Happy? Yeah. It was playing. I'm thinking, all right, today's going to be a good Wednesday. Just thinking, all right. We, we made a big splash yesterday. God was telling me this this morning. I already no, we, knew this. But we made a big signing yesterday on something we urgently needed, which was a left tackle. Yes. Anything on that. Chase Edmonds, we've we've done some. Anything on the line would have been great, but this. But Tyreek Hill. So did we make the better deal or did Kansas City? Because Kansas now I'm hearing mm. like Kansas City's like oh have them have blah 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 blah. Yeah. But I'm thinking like, but I didn't like what you said that we had to give up all these draft picks, Father. Who's out there that you know? I'm not worried about. Well, I I'm I'm not really thrilled with this draft. Uh, I talked. I was talking to a friend this morning because we usually get together to watch the draft. I'm like, you're gonna, we're going to be here late because. The uh, we're the 29th pick, and we're not gonna be picking until 11 o'clock at night, exactly. And 29th pick doesn't really like make you go crazy, although we did pick around Jalen Phillips, we took around the 20th pick last year, yeah. So, I mean, there's I mean, there's the draft board. Mel Kuyper put his draft board yesterday, and, and he had us taking the I forget his name now, he had us taking the inside linebacker from uh, from Georgia, which is a national championship, mm -hmm. led, led that team, uh, led that team in um, in tackles, now Kobe Dean. And uh, he's a great inside linebacker. Would have loved him. We need linebacking help. But when you have a chance to get a generational talent like Tyreek Hill. Huge. Top five in the league. I mean, most 50-yard touchdowns of and, and almost doubles the next guy since he came into the league. Exactly. But he, to go back to your point, what do we give up? We gave up this year's 29th pick, first round overall. Not worried I mean, about it. First round, second round pick. Fine. Eh. Fourth round pick. And then next year, fourth and sixth. I don't Fine. care about next year. We have a first. We have. I think we have two first rounders next year. We that second round of this year, I mean, that one, because we don't pick until the 38th pick of the third round. That's so far. 
I, I mean, so it's like late we Friday. We on this. There's, I mean, now Did you, you think, have plans for draft night actually at the stadium? Well, you know, it, it is my grandma's 80th birthday that day, but she awesome. completely understands where so, I need to be. No, no, but that day, now you can be with your Nona because you don't have but to worry no, about... I know, I know, but it's still the atmosphere. So you think about this now. So we're going to have, we have Hill one side, Waddle the other side, but then who do we still have in the middle? We still have Tua. So I'm not too worried I mean, about that. You because signed Gasicki. You got an extension. Well, yeah, I know Gasicki and Ugbub, and you lost your boy Holland's Mac. I know. Oh, I thought about you, and I said, "Oh, father's I, I, heart's breaking." And mainly for special teams, he was so dynamic. And Duke, but here's the thing, and this is the truth: if Duke didn't come from UM, would we have the same amount of love for Duke? No, no. I, I mean, <laughs> that's, that's just me. But now here's with, with here's with Hill, like Tua, he's gonna make Tua look no, better. No, ex- no excuses now. And even if Tua panics in the backfield and it's like, oh, I don't know where to go, just shuffle a pass real quick. Like, Hill's going to make moves. There's, Hill's going to put points so on the There's so many ways. Like, all right, let's look at what McDaniel did with Debo Samuel over there in San Francisco. Yeah. And think about that. And it had to appeal to Hill because he had the choice between us and New York Jets. No, <laughs> Have fun choice, with that. man. Where are you going to go? Where are you going to live? No state income oh tax. Oh, my gosh. You know, right? First oh. reaction that uh, Robert Griffin the sec- the third, third, that was his fir- thir- first reaction. He goes, of course you go to the place with no inc- state income. That oh, was his first reaction. Tough choice, man. Uh, so, uh, uh. But think about what McDaniel did with Debo Samuel. And, yes, his position is receiver. Yeah. But the man ran for running back yards and running back touchdowns last year. And you could do so many things with Hill. So creative. Now, him. 28 years old. Ash was like, he's my age. I go, oh. <laughs> I'm almost 28. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, we'll, we'll leave it at that. And so, but how much gas does he have left in the tank? You know, it's, he's, he was drafted in 2016. Give or take, yeah. You know, so hits he's taken he's over the years. He's at his prime right now, Father. He's, yeah. he's at his prime. So we're good. We're, this is Stephen Ross saying, pushing all the chips to the middle of the table, saying, I'm all in. <sighs> I for, okay, I promise you I will never say anything bad about Chris Greer again. I have a pack with Chris Greer. Yeah, but here's the thing. I think he gave up too much. I don't five dra- so. Five draft there's, picks no, for a receiver. No, but these draft picks are like Russian roulette. Yeah, Look at all right. these people that we, right. we drafted and, you know. Look at our entire offensive line right Exactly. Now. So, okay, so what do we Last do with Devontae Parker, though? Well, Devontae Parker still has a role in that offense. You have all right. Hill, Waddle. They're not terribly yeah, tall. Center. T- terribly tall receivers. You have Devontae Parker on the outside. He's your X receiver. Jalen Waddle, Mike Kosicki, Chase Edmonds, and Tyreek Hill. That's what our potential offensive targets are looking yeah, like. Yeah, and, and then you have, you know, you have Unk out there, you know, hopefully, ca- you know, for, first of all, staying healthy. That's number one with, with Devontae Everything Parker. Everything in life, yeah. Okay, I mean, since we drafted him in 2015, so not on, on and off the, I, the IR. So him staying healthy, him getting the big, you know, the, go up to get the big passes, stretch it. All three can stretch the field. And now, just think, it's like, you know, Waddle is kind of like a, you know, almost like a mini Tyreek Hill. Like, I can see that. that. That's what Waddle aspires to be. That's a great thing to aspire to be. And so kind of like you have two deluxe slot receivers. I like it. And you have, uh, we did sign another receiver from Dallas. I forget the name of the wasn't other. Chase Edmonds, no. So, but all these guys, it's more weapons for Tua. But as McDaniel said, Tua can't do anything if he's being tackled. Exactly. That's why he needs to, he needs a big uglies up front. No, th- I had to think about this too. It's like, can you? And I texted to you. Can you imagine? And I'm gonna say it. If we had Justin Herbert, 
Then oh, Waddle. Stop. I know. My mind's still in my past. Stop. I know. I'm excited, though. This this is going to be good, you know. And then just the defense, as long as our – and our defense is not bad. I told you this morning that when, when the rumors started flying that they were in negotiations, and someone – so it said to me that, that the Chiefs were asking for McDaniel. And for X-Men, we were like, no. Yeah. No, no that would have been too much. No. I, that would have been too painful. Because that would have been ex- – and you probably would have thrown a pick – I mean, nobody yeah. – that, that's talent for talent. Yeah, apples, I think that would have been apples and apples. That 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 would have been you you tr- you need corner help. Okay, we need wide receiver help, but that's that would have been you too don't see steep those of kind of trade. trades anymore. I mean, I want to relate no. it back to basketball. You know, and the, the the Nets and the Sixers had that big trade a few weeks ago. Like that's apples to apples. You know, <sighs> the, give the or take. Ju- jury's still out on that one. We'll, we'll get to <laughs> basketball in a second, but the the the. Uh, I'm excited. It feels so unreal. No, and we don't we don't have, but it, it's it's like we're experienced draft day today. So there'll be no sound clips of Father Manny <laughs> on draft night may, unless we no. trade up. But and for what, though? For I, what? I mean, we can I, always, there's always room. There's always room I for mean, somebody. We the, don't need a kicker. I mean, we another offensive lineman or? I don't know. You were not happy with Jason Sanders at the end of last oh, year. I know. <laughs> no, I mean, I, our offense is good. Defense, we can always use another. I like, Christian Wilkins is my guy. Um, Jalen Phillips, but maybe, you know. A linebacker Jackson. help is needed. Always. Uh, I mean, Zach Thomas is taken in, in the middle round, so yeah. you can you could find those talents. Uh, Jason Taylor was taken even later. Uh, you could find these talents in in the later rounds. You can. It's just fair. it's just maximizing the value of that pick, which we have not been doing. Yeah. Have we found our running back? Uh, uh, that's debatable. I mean, have we found our running back? Because we've got we 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 have uh you know Raheem Mostert. We, you know, McDaniel went to, went to San Francisco and picked and and uh, and picked him up, and then Chase Edmonds, as you as you yeah, said, from right here, I, my dad from is Arizona? high on him from Arizona. Yeah, yeah. My dad is high on him, and I'm like, I, I, not familiar with his body work, and I saw plenty of NFC West games last year. Yeah. So no, people are excited about Chase. Uh, he wasn't high on my list. I would be like, Raheem Mostert, when the Niners went to the Super Bowl, the Super Bowl that was here in Miami. Uh, Super Bowl 44, he had north of 200 yards against the Packers that day oh. in the NFC Championship game to get to the Super Bowl. He had an all-world day, broke all kinds of records. So, you know, they weren't, weren't able to do that, but that's McDaniel's forte is running game coordinator and putting yeah. people in spots where they can succeed. And that's what we hope for Tua. Well, you need the guys who can run because I'm not so confident in Tua's arm, you know? No, Tua, so. I, don't, I don't think, I've never had any problem with Tua's arm. Get nervous when he drops back a few steps and goes for that big throw. The thing is, he's been nervous. dropping back for what you said a few steps because he has a, he doesn't have an offensive line. There's to hold no it. line to hold to exactly. to, to, to hold up. To hold there. And then to fire the long ball. There's how many long balls did he threw? There's a few good ones, but yeah. I just so I don't have the confidence. Yes, it's those yes. it's those now those slant patterns, those quick outs that were great last year. But remember, that was a totally different offense. Totally. I, we have no idea what kind of offense so McDaniel's going to install. It's going to be like Madden 10.0. Like he's going to come up these these plays that we only played growing up and like Madden and stuff. It's going to be so sick. These teams are going to have no idea right, so how to play us. Have you decided? And I know the schedule hasn't come out. Have you decided where you want to go next year? Chicago. We, we, I, okay. Oh, tell us. What you, tell, tell everybody what <laughs> you. So, tell everybody what you won. So excited. So you guys know like these sweepstakes and stuff that all these companies Nobody do. Nobody wins. And I never won. I always tell people like I never won student council. Like I haven't won anything <laughs> in my life. So last month the Miami Heat had a contest with Southwest Airlines and Valley Sports where if you retweet uh, Chicago Getaway and hashtag um, 
contest, you have a chance to win a trip to Chicago. And I've always wanted to go to Chicago. I'm a big fan of deep dish pizza, and it was just one place where I always wanted to go. And I was supposed to go before you never been to Chicago. Never been to Chicago. Okay. I've been so many places. Um, I even like okay. so many ballparks I've been to. I did the count like tons. So I did this sweepstakes and simple retweet, like no big deal. So like last week I get a message I saying I won. And it was like from Bally Sports. And I'm like, wait, I won what? You sent it to me immediately. Oh my gosh. Of course, I need to get the approval. Or hey, I got off. the text immediately the text immediately. I couldn't believe it. So Next long week. story short, I won a four day, three night airfare, four star hotel, tickets to the Heat Bulls game, right behind the game. bench. I always got I just Whoa. got my tickets. Um, and hopefully the heat bench. Uh, yeah, heat bench. Um, an Amex gift card, transportation to Whoa. and from, everything paid for. I didn't know some of completely. these completely. Like, yeah, I didn't and it's a them. shame. And here's the thing with the it's lockout. Crazy. I don't know if the the Cubs are going to be in town that weekend. You could have picked. It's before season. Th- it's before the season, yeah. but it, it would have been during the. I don't know if the Cubs would have been in town or not. But if you could get a tour of Wrigley Field, just go by that neighborhood. Oh, for sure. It's, it's that's one of your bucket list oh, items. I can't I've wait. been to Wrigley Field and I haven't been to Fenway. Yet. Maybe this, the maybe, this park, the maybe this summer. The best park. Maybe this summer. So maybe it would have been, and I'm so excited. The trips next week. I, it's such a blessing. I cannot wait to go. I keep. That's the only thing I think about. Well, now besides this whole Tyreek. All right. Hill so, thing. so, so we trend. That's a good segue into the heat. We don't know what we don't know where we're going to air this. So, yeah. uh, but let's just look at the the big picture. Oh okay? man, still we're first. we're still in first, and and this will air in the next couple of days. So, you know, we're still in first. Yep. I was. We were talking about the. You were talking about the trades and the trade that the Sixers and the Nets made. Uh, I. I was just hearing. You know, about an hour before we recorded this, I was in my lunch hour. I had sports around in the background, and someone was saying that you know they don't know when Ben Simmons is going to play because he still has that herniated disc. He's what a joke! What a joke! Ben, he is. I mean, so oh my god. On Monday we should have beaten the Sixers. the Sixers without Harden and and this uh, kid Maxi. I'm like, who are you? You're not even relevant. <laughs> He's who is he? He, well, he, he lit he us let up. Us know. He let us he know. Lit, who he lit was. us up. Is what he did. <laughs> but we didn't have Victor Oladipo. But granted, and who has been kind of slow. And he said, let's be oh. patient. But do you like our chances to come out of the East? No one's talking about us. So I would like our chances to come out of the East, but I'm scared because you know who we're going to play in the first round of the playoffs. It's going to be the Nets. And I don't know if we can get past but the But why, why Why would we play? The Nets, are, are they in that 7-10 to 10 play in? They are? I mean, they're dropping. They've, they've lost a few games. And they come to town this week. So okay. I'm scared. I'm not afraid of the Nets. I'm, okay, I'll tell you who else mm-hmm. I'm scared of. Mm-hmm. Celtics are fire. Right they're now they're playing very well. Right now. They're I'm not afraid of the Celtics. We beat them when they were a better team in the bubble two years ago. Are you scared of the Raptors? No. See, I'm scared. Father, you're sleeping on these teams. I'm telling you, I'm we not, can beat teams I like Suns and I, I am afraid of only one team in the East. You are scared of the Bucks. Yeah. Yeah. I have the best player in the East. Yeah. Simple as that. Well, you figure, um, well, Giannis, and then they have I mean, um, yes, and all that the stuff. Sixers and the Nets yeah. do give me pause uh, because of the potential. Yeah. The ceiling that they have. But the Nets haven't gotten to that ceiling all year. I mean, it's, the last two years. It's talent. No. And Embiid, there have been uh, times this year that we have made Embiid's case for MVP that stronger because he has eaten us up inside. He has, yeah. And we really don't have an answer. Bam is great defender. Yeah. But Bam against Embiid. Bam can hold Andre Drummond. That's who he can that's hold. That's great. But we Embiid's need someone to, to hold, hold off Embiid. So, yeah. They... Give me certain pause, but we're why you know I was saying this to some friends of mine. The Sixers win on Monday night. I'm not really. It was like this. it was like they had beaten us in Game Ow, Seven. Oh, the, the fi- text messages! Everybody went crazy. You Sixers, thought I'm like you guys are no, so. No, stop, 
stop. Yeah. Stop. They I mean, had all Because we be, we're in their heads. We are. We are in we their heads. We control them. They should call us Daddy Miami Heats. <laughs> <laughs> hey, <laughs> no, you, it's crazy. They, they it's can't. Like, it's like you just say the Yankees are in your head because you're still thinking about who's your daddy <laughs> no, no, from, no, no, from no, all no. those years <laughs> nope, nope, of Pedro nope. Martinez. Oh, gosh. No, but I'm not worried about the loss on Monday. So we have Golden State who comes to town today. Uh, Steph Curry's not playing. Then we have the Knicks and the Nets this weekend, and then the Kings. We're gonna be on the we're gonna be there in the Kings. We want to come by and say hi. Yes, our our student or not our student council. Our, our, our honors choir will be performing at halftime in the AT and T East Plaza, and then it's gonna um, be awesome. Yeah, it's it's you know it's been such a great season with the Heat, and then the Marlins. Oh, Coming up. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah, we talked about it on Monday. Jorge Soler. We we we're looking good, but we still need a center fielder. But anyways, but the big story today, cheating. Hey, you. Hey, let's shout out to UM because they don't get enough love. UM right hey, now, currently, Sweet right. 16, we don't playing know, in Chicago. This is probably going to air on Friday, and we don't know. This is probably going to air after they play the Sweet 16. No, so they play on uh, Friday. Friday. They play 10. Friday. So, okay, so, so they haven't not. played yet, but no, <laughs> shout out to them. We did. We gave them the love on, oh, on Monday. But the big imagine? story today, Tyree Kill. Tyree Kill. She's ready to, to go. She wants them to kick off now. Let's She's do ready it. to go. Thank She's you ready for to... bringing your talents to South Beach. We are excited to have you, Tyreek. You are welcome here. You are loved already. We cannot wait. Wait for you to, you know, be part of everything that we have to hear. Do we have, offer, a, do we have so. a number 10 on the team? I, Who? Do, do, does anybody have the jersey 10? Because that's Tyree Kill's number. Uh, was Kenny Stills for a while, Oh, no, it? I'm not talking about Kenny Yeah, Stills. but I, I think that was like the last person Man, to dropped so many bombs. It's oh, like, gosh. dear Lord. I don't think anybody so wears number 10 on the Dolphins. So we'll see. We'll I mean, give it to you. That, that, that'll fly off the shelves. Just the can't take go, number 13, my that, friend. Anything else, we'll give it to you. 39 also. And number 12. Well. You know, my favorite 13. I know. So. It's my favorite, too. Wow. You know, Everybody so. else can make an exception. All right. That's our that's our sports. At Ashley, thank you so much. Thank you for having me, Father. For being Fins here. And, and we said we had to go into the studio and record. We had an emergency meeting. I'm thinking something's happening here. He said, no. nope, podcast. No, okay. we, have to, we have to react. Go Fins. Fins up. It is a special episode, so we are going to do a special segment. We are going to preview the Academy Awards, and we are going to be joined by a special guest of ours and a great friend of mine, Mrs. Bianca Costa, the principal of St. John's in Hialeah. And joining us on the phone right now is Mrs. Acosta, the principal of St. John's. Bianca, how are you? Good. How are you, Father? You're excited for the Oscars on Sunday? I am stoked. <laughs> All right. Super excited. I'm just excited to see people dressing up and not on Zoom. <laughs> this is true. You didn't did you watch the Oscars last year? Or, no, I, I, I really think, didn't. No, I, I think have, we, I think we no. talked about this. Neither of us watched it. I guess out of protest, there weren't any good movies. I don't I mean I can't remember no. off the top of my head what won last year. I know that Chadwick Boseman didn't win the last award. That I remember. Uh but yeah. it was just, you know. So we're going to talk about the Oscars. We're going to talk about the best pictures nominees that we've seen. And she wanted me to ask her this. What was, the, what was your first memory of watching the Academy Awards? So that I remember, at least, I remember specifically being middle school at Immaculate, so, you know, Catholic school shout out, um, when, of all things, and it's just funny, hindsight's twenty twenty. for whatever reason, we had a group of girls that we watched Chicago, of all things. And I'm thinking, like, Okay, at 13, 14, we were watching Chicago. Okay, but, you know, that's fine. 
Um, great movie. It won the Oscar that year. And here we are walking around singing, you know, Subblock Tango and all these things. And again, as an administrator now, I think I would be freaking out if I heard middle school students singing that. Yeah. Um, but more than anything, I remember thinking like, oh my gosh, like this movie was a big deal that it was going to be nominated for the Oscars. And I remember seeing Catherine Zeta-Jones winning the Oscar and she was like, I, if I'm not mistaken, father, she was going to like, yeah, she was due like the following week yeah, or two. She, and yeah. even then she performed like, again, as if nothing. And I'm thinking again, having had two children, I'm like, there's no way the wearing Spain, very big. a full gown that I'm going to be singing, you know, Subblock Tango. I forgot the song off the top of my head, but it was like, oh my gosh, probably all that jazz. she deserves that and more. It was probably all yes. that jazz. No, yeah. my memory, uh, I really didn't, when I was that age, I really wasn't paying attention to the Oscars. I started paying attention right at the end of high school, right when I started seminary, because we would watch a lot of movies in seminary, and really Billy Crystal hosting the Oscars. No one better. No yes. one better. I mean, they're going to try Amy Schumer and, and Wanda Sykes, and uh, I forget the name of the last one. But uh, let's hope it works out for the best. So let's get into the Best Picture nominees. Uh, there are... Movies that we have not seen, like Drive My Car. It's a Japanese movie. Dune, did you see? You didn't see Dune. I did not see Dune. I'm not going to lie. I tried to watch it, and the first 15 minutes, I, I fell asleep. But down. again, I have a five-year-old and a one-year-old, so, so yeah. I'm a little... Yeah. Yeah. And Nightmare Alley is a Guillermo del Toro film who, who won for The Shape of Water, yeah, no. which both of us did not like. Or hated was probably... No. probably we're going to use the word hate a lot. I don't like using that word, folks, but... It's movies. Okay, so yeah. uh, let's get into the first one. We both saw Don't Look Up on Netflix. It is uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, Jennifer Lawrence, Meryl Streep, all-star cast, about two uh, astronomers who discover a comet that's hurling through Earth, and no one wants to pay attention to them. And it really is an indictment on society, but what do you think? I thought it was a trip. Again, as far as being an original screenplay, an original story, I think it hit the mark. Yeah. I mean... Again, between the cast, which that alone to me just, you know, obviously intrigued me. And again, with the science background, I found it to be just interesting. But the movie, the movie had my attention the whole time, and I found it just to be hilarious. Again, it had its moments, but I thought it was a trip. It, it was. Um, yeah, it was. It just that um, I don't think it, it – I thought it was a, a good satire. I just don't think it's best, best picture material. Yeah, I thought it was a no. good film. No, could... yeah, no, I agree with that. As far as, and again, that's why I started off with as far as original screenplay, yeah. because again, the originality, and again, I don't think it was the intention of Adam McKay, because again, they started before COVID. And again, just the fact that that like alignment between COVID and the storyline kind of going on with this movie, it was just, you know, it was, it was almost on point and without getting political. Yeah. You know, there was a lot of similarities at that point. But I, the, the politics which, they have there is, is could have shot it from either side of the aisle, but it was just. Uh, yes. I'm, I'm looking to see if it if, if it was uh, original screen. It is it is nominated. Adam McKay is nominated for yeah. screenplay. Uh, but we'll talk about that. But you have minute. to think it's the same humor because remember again between The Big Short. Yep. What was the other one film. that he had nominated to? And Vice and all that again. Yeah. It's that scene. Mm -hmm. It's it's almost to me. It always reminds me of kind of like that concept of like the cheese with the broccoli. Right. That again, yes, it's a satire. It has that comedy behind it. But again, there is some truth that at the end of the day, the viewer has to do some kind of research of like, wait a minute, what's going on here? Right. Because again, at least with the big store in 2008, I was in high school. But again, yeah, those the, the were all things that were happening. Yeah. Right. Right. So that was so, Don't Look Up. And 
you know, it, it was a great cast, and you, and you have, uh, you know, Tyler, uh, yeah, I'm, think, I'm, I'm blanking out on his name. Kate Blanchett was playing. Oh, you know, Tyler Perry. Tyler yeah. Perry yeah, and, and, and Kate Blanchett were a trip playing morning hosts that, you, you know, don't offend them. Ariana Grande was on there. It's just, yes. it just a satire of the times we live in. And really, if a comet starts hurtling towards Earth, we'll, we'd probably react the same way as in the movie. I, we need to move on. Next one, West Side Story, we both watched. Uh, I'll give you, let me start with my take. I hated the original. <laughs> the original, I watched, and I, and I saw it, you know, when I was an adult, and I saw it, I want to say 10 or 12 years ago, and I thought it was so bad. I mean, and I'm not talking about, yes, it was egregious that he put Natalie Wood as a Puerto Rican and, and kind of painted her up to look Puerto Rican, and, and, and Rita Moreno shined in that movie, and she did, but I found it very dated. So I went in this with a little trepidation, but the cinematography was outstanding. Steven Spielberg was outstanding. Yes. What is your take on West Side Story? The new one. So I would agree with that. Again, as far as the new one, and, and I'll be honest, I have the same take with Mario to me was okay. You know, really? I, I thought know she again was good. That she, I thought she was very good. I mean, no? I, I don't know if it's just that I've seen her in interviews. And again, that's me personal. I just find her to be so like aloof. And again, like I didn't find her to be, wow. Again, the one that really... Honestly, I loved was Anita. I thought the casting was perfect. I think she did a great job. Um, the other thing that I liked about with Spielberg, and again, what you're saying to the cinematography, the color, all that, like it was modern, but it still felt like I think I even mentioned that to you that it reminded me of like La La Land, that it was still kind of like that yes. old school vibe, mm -hmm. but still modern. Yeah, Ariana right. DeVos is the one you're talking about, uh, Anita. She was the bullet in the in the Broadway version of, Ham of Hamilton. If you don't know yes. who we're talking about, it's, she's the one that when King George is doing his last song when she, he's saying who's going to lead them now after Washington uh, is not going to run again. He goes, John Adams, the one that whispers John Adams into her, his ear is Ariana DeVos, the one that plays Anita. And she was just spectacular. And what they did with Rita Moreno, I thought yes. was sublime because she she was excellent. I'm not, I don't want to ruin what song she does. She does an iconic song. And I thought the way they did that. Now, there's certain things. My sister said that she didn't like uh, the head of the Jets rip she didn't like the casting of him. I thought he, I thought both uh, both characters were great. A couple of problems. Yeah. A couple of problems that I had with the movie. Number one, mm -hmm. Spielberg refused to subtitle the Spanish language that was spoken. Like, you know, it was like our white privilege or our, right. our, our, our American privilege. I'm like, I'm watching this. And yes, I understood every word. And you understood every word that was said. But if I'm watching this with my brother-in-law, who does understand a lot of Spanish, you know, or I'm watching it with one of his children... You know, they wouldn't get it, you know, and, and that, that's one thing. The second thing is they remove the parents, and now this is 1957 New York, a Puerto Rican house, and Bernardo is, is, is living with Anita, and Maria's living with them. That was, no, 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 no. That would never happen. Yes. What did you think of? The I noticed that, too. What did you think of our boy from, uh, from uh, House of Cards playing a, the lieutenant? Oh, my, you know, I was waiting for you to say, because yeah. I'm like, oh, Peter Russo with the appearance. Um, and I offered, uh, him. Yeah, Officer Krupke. Uh, no, they were they were very very good. It was shot very well. You know, I did have those few quibbles with the movie. It was it, you know Spielberg is Spielberg, and the final scene, the way that he did the final scene, the way that he did tonight through the fire escape. I'm not giving anything away. It's in the trailer. Uh, the way that he filmed well, that of them. We know the back, ending. Yeah, we know <laughs> the ending. It's Romeo and Juliet, folks, set to music. <laughs> so, uh, and it, it was a musical, you know, updated version of of Romeo and Juliet. So. That was West Side Story. We both like it. Uh, 
I, I, I want to see what they do with West Side Story in terms of musical or presenting it on Sundays. You know, that, that should be... I, I'm yeah. Gonna, remember what they did with Les Mis 10 years ago? Which was... Oh, my God, that was amazing. It was amazing. That they brought them all out. Like, yes, that was, yeah. that was spectacular. So Hopefully they do something like that. I don't see why not. Right. I, I hope so, too. They're, they're, Father, they're the only musical, right? They're the only that musical. That I'm thinking about right now? Yeah. There, there's yeah. other musicals that came out this year, but uh, they're the only ones. By the way, Drive My Car is yeah. another one that was a Japanese film, very long. I thought about watching because it came out on one of the streamers the other day. I'm like, no. And um, King Richard, you didn't see. I think Will Smith is going to win an Oscar on Sunday. Wow. King Richard. I, do, I really do. Let's do it. I mean, I, I think he will. Belfast, you didn't see. I saw. I did not. Belfast is about Ke Kenneth Branagh. Uh, Kenneth Branagh uh, wrote and directed this. It was during the quote-unquote troubles when really there was the, – the big fight between the Irish uh, Catholics and the Irish Protestants, excuse me, Northern Ireland. Dame Judi Dench is 87 years old, Bianca. Can you believe this? Wow. And she looks her And age. I appreciate the Dame. Yeah, they, I know you do. Because, you know, yeah. she is the mother of Lady Audrey of Hialeah. You know? So uh, Dame Judi Dench comes out and you, the wrinkle, she plays the grandmother. And she sometimes in a scene is just knitting in the background and they don't use her. She's just there. And I'm like, here's an Oscar winner. And she's just great. But it's told, it's a story of, of a little boy, and they're only Protestants, on, one of the only Protestants on the block, and the block is filled with Catholics and trying to kick them out. And they're being pressured to join the gang, and, it, and it's really seen through the prism of a little boy. There's a little uh, fourth or fifth grade romance. That it was, it's so cute. I highly recommend it. It's done in black and white. And there is a, the way they use color in the movie, very creative. I would love for this any other year to win the Oscar, but we're going to get into our two favorite movies that we love. Uh, the first one is, well, at least for me, that I, ha that I made you watch over the weekend, which is Licorice Pizza uh, by uh, Paul Thomas Anderson. And let's get your unfiltered take on Licorice Pizza. Wait, let me, let me, let me hold on. Let me, let me yeah, just you give start, you, this, you the, the description of the movie is, basically it's 1973 San Fernando Valley in California. It's a very L.A. film. And it's about kids growing up and finding love, but one of them is 15 and the other one is 25. And that's kind of like the awkward part of the movie. And you just sighed before. And I said, licorice pizza. So off no, you go. No, but I'm, father, I mean, yes, obviously the age thing, the age thing bothered me, but it wasn't, that wasn't what bothered me the most. To me, it was just, and I'll be honest with the writing of the director, because again, I know that he, he put it together as well. Like it was just so random. And I don't know if it's just my personality. That it was just like stories. I felt like halfway through. Yes, it was. It, I, I didn't get the connections. Like even right off the bat, that it was, and, and and without spoiling it too much, it's you know the main character Gary is a student. You don't like and, him, and and she's here representing. I did not like him at all. I found him to be a jerk, for lack of a better word. Um, but she's here as, and I had to research it because I'm thinking like, did I miss something? That and whatever it turns out that again that she's working for like the photography company yes. that's taking the school pictures. She did, but there was a lot of moments like that that it was like, what's going on? There was a lot but of random the, stories. You go from random story to random story, and Bradley. And I'll Cooper, be honest, father, my favorite yeah. like random story. And I don't mean to cut you off. Yeah. Was when Bradley Cooper came in, and it was the whole like two minute dialogue of how to properly pronounce Barbara Streisand. Streisand. <laughs> Yes, straight hands. Like, it was so awesome. What did you but think? I'm like, the Sean Penn also made a cameo in a, in a appearance. Yeah, no, and that was... Which was yeah, very unlike was, Sean Penn, the way, what he 
it it was a lot a lot of people compared it once upon a time in hollywood came out a couple of years ago yes but uh-huh. i found the movie very breezy i got into it because i love i love coming of age films and obviously and i'm talking about a guy point of view this would never be done like a 25 year old guy falling out with a 15 year old girl you know that story's been done yes. you know but very very critically uh, but this was a 15 year old boy falling out with a 25 year old woman and she doesn't look her age even though she's 30 29 or 30 in real life, I forget now. She's part of Haim, which is, Solana Haim is her name. She's part of a pop group yeah. that I didn't even know existed. I think I sent you a video that they did. That yeah, Paul the, the Thomas, music is great. Yeah, Paul Thomas Anderson directs her videos. So he's he's a great, he did Magnolia, he did another movie, which I shall not say because it's based on an industry which we cannot talk about, but uh, <laughs> that Mark Wahlberg started, started in. It was a great film, but I'll leave it at that. I saw that when I was in seminary, surrounded by old ladies in Boynton Beach, and but look what Mark Wahlberg is doing now. So we're yeah, good. he's doing Father Stu, which <laughs> premieres on, on Holy Wednesday. So and he's doing great there stuff at the Catholic Church. I found it very breezy, and I told you this. It stayed with me for several days. The soundtrack was excellent. I love the yes. breezy stories. Right now, there's a lot of controversy about uh, John Michael Higgins, who's been in so many films. Uh, his the the one that is the Japanese restaurant owner, the way the way yes. he exaggerates the Asian accent. I'm like, whoa. And they're getting in trouble for that now. And you know how Hollywood is. Really? Yes. You know how Hollywood is. They're going to find something and nitpick. Yeah. I thought it was a great film. I really did. But that's what I love about talking movies because I, you like movies that I don't like and I like movies that you don't like. Right. No, but you know what, Father? You know what I found interesting? Because the biggest thing, and it reminds, you, remind, like it reminds me of like an episode of Family Guy that it's like when it comes to like the <laughs> title of a movie that I'm like, okay, I watched this and there was nothing mentioned about licorice pizza so when i started doing research like i told you yeah that i wanted to do just to get background apparently the director named it after yes like yeah. um a record shop or something in la the record, there's a re- there's and, a record record store chain in la or something right but at the and on top of that the name even came from like well i like both of these things but and also again, it's a record opposites. a record is the color of licorice and the shape of record right. is, is a pizza looks like a pizza so that's where it comes right from and apparently it was Right, it was based off those two things, which I. But when you think about the story, and in all fairness, yeah, it's not my favorite, but the story, obviously, yes. Besides the actual vinyl looking like a pizza and it being black, if you think about the two things, they're polar opposites of each other, which kind of resonates with these two characters. That again, it's your yeah. You have this twenty-five, right? Whoa! When I started looking into that, that it's like okay, not only yes, obviously it's named after this chain that obviously I think I think it was like Sam Goody that like replaced it after was like okay now this makes sense that again not my favorite story but maybe the director was obviously trying to like okay let's do a new story of coming to age you know teenage romance yeah. blah 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 it was it was interesting. but it's it was, it was tricky it was tricky but apparently it was based on a real life actor at the time yes. who was tom hanks top producer right now so anyways let's get to i what i think what i hope well Everybody thinks that the Power of the Dog, which you didn't see, and I told you, don't watch it. It's just a waste of your time. Power of the yeah. Dog, I saw it. it was on, it's on Netflix. You can catch it. It's there. Uh, it's a Western. I fell asleep halfway through it. I picked it up and started watching. Benedict Cumberbatch is a great actor. He did a great job. Uh, it was a psychological film. He's, t- he's torturing uh, his brother, his brother-in-law, his brother-in-law's his brother's wife, his sister-in-law, and, their, and, her, and her son. And it was just... I, I didn't like it, but many people, it's it's Oscar. There was a great article that I saw about the next movie we're gonna we're gonna talk about, saying that the movie, were, you know, Coda, 
it it does it we it should win best picture because Power of the Dog is a film that kind of the Oscar voters force you to watch, and that's what I did. That's why I didn't want to watch the other one. But let's talk about Coda mm-hmm. because we both watched it, and oh, I loved you it. You saw it as an educator and as a mother. Talk to me. Oh my God, I loved it. I loved it. I mean, more than anything, what I appreciated about it the movie was. The fact that, yes, we know that whatever CODA stands for children of deaf adults, but at the end of the day, it wasn't forcing it. It was no. It was talking about just the daily struggles of a regular family raising two teenagers. I'm assuming that the son was a teenager, but or whatever, son, a young so, yeah. adult. Yeah, he's a young adult. She's finishing high school. He's probably your first year, second year. Should be in college, but he's, they're fishermen. Mom and dad are deaf. Older brother's deaf. Youngest daughter can hear and is into music, which is amazing. Yes. And, and again, even at one point, like, Talking from a parent's perspective, there and and not to give that part away, and, and Father, I don't know if you remember that scene, yeah. that it was, yeah. they're signing, and mind you, the awkward, and I'm going to say awkward because to me it yeah. was, mm-hmm. the silences in the movie when the daughter is signing with her parents or with her brother, like, that was amazing, that they didn't put, like, a score, they didn't put anything in the background, it was just, it was just no, you need to deal with this. And then right, it reminded also, me of, like, Mr. Rogers. During kind of one stuff. of the concerts, and again, we're, Trying not to do spoilers, but there's, you know, she's music, she's in choir, she's all that. During one of the concerts, so the parents go, and all of a sudden the music fades, and you start hearing yes. what the parents are not hearing. And they see yeah. people applaud, and they applaud with them. Applause for deaf people is, jazz, is basically jazz hands. I'm doing jazz hands in the studio yeah. right now. Uh, but there's so much. My sister's a sign language interpreter. She uh, saw with my, with, with my brother-in-law. He appreciated, and I appreciate what she does more. This girl, I'm surprised. Marley Matlin won an Oscar for Children of a Lesser God. We talked about it on Monday with Jorge on the previous podcast. But uh, I forget the name of the actor. The, the, uh, the actor that plays the dad, he's won every award, and rightfully so, because his he's the fisherman. He, he, has, uh, he was so good. He was so yes. good in, uh, in this movie and should win. The, uh, the the Academy Award. His name is I'm looking for it right now, and it, it, no, but he's nominated for is it supporting maybe supporting actor. His name is Troy Kotzer, and he talked about he, here's what happened and why they're the favorites. Howard the Dog was winning everything, and they the SAG Awards, the Screen Actors Guild Awards came, and then out of nowhere, you know, you had the cast from Power of the Dog, you had the cast from King Richard, you had all star cast from all these other great movies, and then. This little engine that could Coda got up and they won the best picture, best ensemble cast, which is the equivalent of best picture. They came out and they gave it, Marley Matlin gave a great speech. This uh, Troy won won for best supporting actor. He gave a great speech. Obviously signed, and they were deaf actors and they and they they represented deaf actors. In fact, on the set, the interpreters were Codas as well, just like this little girl. Yeah, the little girl did not. I mean, not little girl. She she's out. You know, she's in college. But she would. She studied sign language, studied fishing, and studied music for nine months to prepare for this role. And was not. Nominated. That's amazing. I thought she should have been nominated for best actress. I agree. But there's so many, so many. You know, just to wrap it up, because we both think. I really think that Coda has a chance and has a momentum going into Sunday to pull off the upset. Actors in a leading role: Javier Bardem. We got to talk. We got to talk about being the Ricardos. Oh my God! I, I liked great, it. It was such a great film. I did too. Javier Bardem as Ricky as Desi Arnaz was so good. Don't mess with the Cuban, and I'm, I I didn't say mess with. Him. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> so Benedict Cumberbatch, Andrew Garfield, Will Smith, Denzel. I mean, look, Denzel. I mean, just powerhouse names. 
for best actor. And then the uh, the mother in Belfast is nominated uh, for act uh, supporting role. I mean the father in Belfast. Uh, let me go to the. Did you watch Spencer? I did not watch Spencer. You watched Spencer. What did you think of Kristen Stewart's performance? I did it. as Princess Diana. I, I'm not gonna lie. I really don't understand the fandom between Kirsten Stewart, but I will give it to her that when it came to Spencer, she did a great job. She's nominated in pretty a wide open, uh, uh, a pretty wide open uh, best actress uh, category. Yeah. No, I'm looking at that now. The Eyes of Tammy Faye. I didn't see that. And I'm like, Jessica Chastain, alone for the voice and for the makeup. Nicole Kidman was I good mean, as Lucy, as Lucille Ball. She was amazing. She was amazing. She was great. Olivia Coleman, she's nom- always nominated for something. God bless her. Yes. Uh, J.K. Simmons is nominated for being the Ricardos for playing, uh, you know, the actor who played Fred Mertz. Uh, they, being the Ricardos was so good. If you haven't watched it, it's on Amazon Prime. Do your it was great. Watch it. it was yes. amazing. Uh, you were talking about, we were talking about screenplay. Cinematography, West Side Story is nominated and should win. Power of the Dog probably is going to win that because the it was good cinematography. They were doing like, you know, North, you know, like, the, the the Great Plains in New Zealand, and they pulled that off. So mm-hmm. it was it was just it was just amazing. Um, best oh best animated picture, just two movies. I'm gonna throw at you. No no, Luca or Encanto. Go. Luca. Thank you. Luca. Yeah, we're both on the same page no. in that one. Uh, I'm over Encanto. I'm not gonna lie. God forgive me. Hopefully Let's I don't get like comments for how that. How often does Audrey watch Encanto? No, thankfully we got over that. She. I'll be honest. I was actually very surprised. Encanto, Encanto lasts about a week here. Okay, wow. Thankfully, that's pretty yeah. good. Luca was way was way longer. Thank God. Um, Which I was again. I was surprised by that. My goodness. What else? Uh, but no. But there's other, other there's other things, and we got to wrap it up. But uh, adapted screenplay. It's Coda, Drive My Car, Dune, Lost Daughter, Power of the Dog. Coda has been winning every award for that, and they should win. Best original screenplay yeah. we talked about. Don't look up, but look out for Belfast. I don't know if Licorice Pizza has enough momentum going into Sunday to pull that off because that's the only thing I could think that could win. Uh, songs, I don't know how they're going to do the songs this weekend, but songs are always good. Original songs are Be Alive from Ken Richard, Dos Oruitas, excuse me, from Encanto, Down to Joy from Belfast, No Time to Die, which I found, because eh. you're, you're, yeah. you're a Skyfall girl, Adele. You are. Ugh, yeah, but Adele is Adele. Like. Adele is Adele. And somehow you do from Four Good Days. So let, let's see how they do that. So we're going to do uh, – you and I are going to fill out the Oscar pool at sometime this weekend, and we'll I'll give the results on Monday's podcast. This is going to be uh, broadcast on Friday on the Annunciation. Bianca, thank you so much, Mrs. Acosta, the principal of St. John's. I found a worthy adversary to talk about uh, movies, and Jorge's going to be shocked that I gave you so much mic time. Because <laughs> So when he Thanks, comes back Father. on the show, <laughs> God bless you, Bianca. Have a great evening. Bye-bye. You too. Take care. So there you have it, folks. We just recorded the longest episode in the history of Monday Morning Homeless, mainly because my compadre and my co-host Jorge is not here and doesn't, you know, he's the one that reigns me in. But we hope you enjoyed it. Uh, we had a lot of fun uh, with the sports segment and obviously a lot of fun with the Oscar segment. But the first segment is, is the one that was the most powerful, uh, for me at least, uh, you know, dealing with, you know, with the the gospel enunciation and and that just that the witness of Izzy uh, in the studio. I mean, I wish we could have recorded because it, it was it was quite palpable. So, like I said in the first segment, go to the the gospel enunciation today. Pray the prayer of consecration. It's all over the internet. Just Google it. Prayer of consecration of Russia and Ukraine. 
and of humanity to the Immaculate Heart of Mary. Pray that, pray it more than once, because we can never do, you know, we can never pray too much. And entrust yourself to Mary this day so she can teach us to always say yes. And may Almighty God bless you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.